It's a Thursday afternoon, at just uh, a little bit after one o'clock, which means it's time for Between Two Femmes. <laughs> Hello. Aspasia Karas is back. Bali Malloy. Hello, you. <laughs> <laughs> after you spent uh, a few days in Australia. Australia, the antipodes. I have to confess that I never truly, you know, <laughs> I would never have paid to go myself. <laughs> in the sense that, like, Why you know, not? Why not? I always think, hmm, Australia, it's just like, yeah. 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 You know? I, I mean, I, I was trying to picture you, if you in some kind of... Bla- <laughs> and so why go? Like, why go? But I was wrong. How wrong I was. Oh, okay. I was trying to picture if you're in some kind of glamorous setting, you know, with your, your tallest heels and your mm, most mm. beautiful dresses. Or if, you know, you were kind of out in back. the outback with a hat on and swatting flies out of the your road. face. <laughs> Making friends with the roux. I'm not going to like bestow my appalling Australian accent on anyone. Okay. But, um, but no, how? it was totally glamorous, totally glamorous. I was the guest of Mumco. Oh, excuse and, us. You know, the accessories brand oh, okay. that is now in the country with um, Woolworths bought them. So along with um, Country Road, Trenary, all those Australian brands. Okay. So what and did so, you guys get up to? They were incredibly charming. Mm. They took me to Melbourne mm. where their head office is. They, and, and you know, these cities are just, Australian cities are just a delight. They're full of um, coffee shops, amazing boutiques, wonderful shopping, theatres, food. It's just like very vibrant, very, very nice. And what was the weather like? The weather was a delight. Yeah. Mm, mm, Very, very nice. Um, Unlike today, for example, where we've got a certain chill in the air. Well, you know what? I don't mind that it's not extremely hot because, you know, it it does get quite hot, you know, and you just kind of feel like you can't even be productive at work because it's that hot. So I'm liking the fact that today is overcast in Johannesburg. Um, so the sun is not glaring down at us. Um, so I'm not complaining. And Sydney, we're into Sydney and you can't believe the scale, the scale of the place. So they have just, it's, it's very beautiful, but on a very human scale, very big. I thought that that opera house was going to be huge. You know how it like sort of prevails in these pictures, like a giant mushroom, like exploding yes. in, in their harbor. But no, it's actually on a very human scale, very delightful. Okay, well, I mean, it's good to have you back. It's very nice to see you. Yes. Um, I missed you. I missed you too. And you had Terry here. Did you ask her the 10 questions? I did. I did not. I forgot about that. <laughs> but um, shame, We're going to have to have her back. I know. Terry came in and she wasn't feeling well that day. This is now Terry Petto, if you're wondering. Um, she said that she was suffering from flu, so I was very glad that she came in nonetheless. But let's just talk about. So you're kind to her. Yes, I was. Let's just talk about what's coming up this weekend because, you know, in terms of the South African social calendar, um, it's It's a a biggie. It is a biggie, and it's one of the first events that kind of sets the tone for the year and kicks things off. Um, Is that why we're not invited, Mabs? Listen, I don't know why. I don't know why you're not invited, but you know know why you're not invited. I don't. We're going to ask the person who we are speaking to from the actual J and B Met. Well, where is is our invitation? This is the brand manager. (laughs) Um, 
for JNB. This is Renika Papa joining us now on the line. Renika, good afternoon to you and thank you for joining us today. Hi, thanks for having me. Where's my invite? <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Renika. No, I'm teasing you. I'm teasing you. Um, not. Re- Renika, <laughs> this is the sort of first big event that, you know, kicks off the South African social calendar. So we just wanted to chat to you this afternoon about exactly what it entails, um, you know, being being in charge of organizing the JNB Met. Um, for example, when do you guys start prepping for mm. this, this, this event? So, so, yeah, it is a huge event. We start planning as early as July. Wow. Um, because we have so many stakeholders, so many team members, sponsors, that we all have to start putting our plans together from July. So it's, it's a long project. <laughs> we both uh, an intake, a sharp intake of breath. <laughs> but I mean, let's just talk about how big the team involved is that is required to pull this all together. You know, you've got different um, sort of um, sectors, if you will, coming together to pull this kind of thing off. So just talk us through some of the, the different teams that are involved and just how big a group is in charge for making sure that this weekend goes off um, smoothly. So there's so many people that it's hard to remember everyone's name. <laughs> the core team that we work with is that we meet every two weeks with is 30 people. And that's kind of just the heads of every team. Mm-hmm. Um, we have PR, we have radio, we have media, um, access management from a race course point of view, Kenilworth Racing, Homelera Racing, JMB Brand, chattels who build all the infrastructure on the day, plus, you know, talking to that coach officers for the betting part of it. Um, all our activation agencies, all the parties and events we throw beforehand, shopping centers are involved. So many, many people um, come together to put this really great event together. And it's a whole bunch of fun um, dealing it, with the different personalities that, that, that it takes to get this event off the ground. Renika, what is the big theme this year because you guys have a big theme a big fashion theme it is it's one of my favorite i think i'm so excited about like to see what everyone's going to wear it's made for the mix and the interpretation of that can be as wide as you want it to be and i think that's what's going to make it so fun i love seeing what everyone wears in the day and it is just mixing different styles, different fashions, different colors together. Different because prints. They're like just going to go nuts. Can we, I mean, that is just basically the bottom line, isn't it? Yes. It's just so a, elegant. It is a very elegant Well, that, that is questionable. Sometimes, <laughs> I mean, I saw somebody dressed in grass last year. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes, we do, we, we do get that. <laughs> uh, I mean, there's like, you know, only so many ways to make grass elegant, <laughs> namely none. But I mean, Renika, when it comes to choosing these themes, is it a case of, um, you know, a, a, a group of people getting to get together and brainstorming, or is it more a case of people put in suggestions and then they get voted on, and then boom, you've got your theme? Um, it's brainstorming that we have from a brand point of view, and how best we link it back to what JMB is doing for that year, um, and how do we bring it to life so that consumers get to experience the brand in a really tangible way. Um, and this year, Made for the Mix is really around the launch of our new liquid, JMV Urban Honey, mm-hmm. where you mix two different things together, like the bold flavors of JMV whiskey, 
um, and the smooth flavors of honey. And you would never think that you would get something amazing, but you do. And that's what we just wanted to show people this year, that when you mix different things together, the result is always better than you expect. And it's really cool. Um, so that's kind of how we do the thing. We look at what we're doing. Uh, we see the progression that we want to put out there and we let people have fun with it. It's really a good way to interact with the brand. And how does the day unfold? I mean, people presumably arrive vaguely sober <laughs> at about what time? <laughs> so it's a long day if you want it to be. Um, the the gates open at 10 o'clock in the morning. They so can come in all the way from 10 o'clock. Racing begins at half past 11. Um, and then... You know, we have the fashion stuff takes off at around 2 o'clock. So, looking couple around 2 o'clock. Um, all our DJs that are on standby on the day start around 12. So, the day is going pretty early. And there's loads to keep you entertained throughout the day. And we close the race course at midnight. So, you can be there the entire day under the beautiful Cape Town sun, <laughs> listening to great music, being part of fashion shows. There's games to be played. There's food galore. So it, it, it can be an entire day if you want it to be. Now, Renika, Asmasia makes a good point that people arrive, you know, sort of sober, but by the end of the night, and especially if you make it through to midnight, um, I imagine that, you know, for some, um, heels have come off. They're now in girls' hands. They're kind of, you know, um, dragging the trains of their dresses along as they, as they try and get through the day. But I mean, you being part of the team that organizes and then also being there on the day, what are some of the more bizarre things that you've witnessed happening? Um, at this event, because, you know, the combination of celebrities with um, food and alcohol and a big party, <laughs> that could that could essentially be a recipe for some interesting things that um, that happen. There is a rule at the JMB Met. What happens at the Met Uh-oh. stays at the Met. <laughs> ah. and, and we cannot say anything more you than that. You will not is, divulge. <laughs> it is a day of fun and laughter and good, clean fun that you can have, um, and it, it does get, I mean, the levels of fun just Renika, do people arrive with um, by helicopter? I believe Uber has laid in a sort of Ooh. helicopter service in Cape Town. We have people arrive by helicopter, and a lot of them are the grand owners of our horse, of the horses that run in the day. Okay, so um, the horses are they, adjusted because that was my next question. They've adjusted to the sounds of the helicopter. It doesn't spook them. Yes. <laughs> well, their owners own the helicopters, so I guess they're used to it. Um, the helicopters do land quite far away from the stable, so it doesn't um, spook the horses. And they have to land within a specific time, so it's not while the horses are out and running. So we do have very strict uh, limitations to the fly zones and the fly times in which people can arrive. But it's the myth and people arrive in style. Um, Renika, I mean, the Sunday papers following the event, you know, will usually be uh, filled with uh, pictures of celebrities and, you know, uh, what they kind of got got up to at the JNB Met. But w- what kind of people does the Met attract every year in terms of influential people, uh, maybe, you know, people with a lot of money, obviously? What, what kind of people end up at, at this event every year? The the Gambia Met is actually a very mixed crowd, which is lovely. So you get really high-end local celebrities as well as international celebrities. So uh, there is word on the street that Denzel Washington is considering um, attending the Met, and he will let us know on Saturday morning um, because he's in Cape Town forming. 
um, still be holding thumbs. But it is. I mean, it's, it's it's a day for everyone. We have, I mean, the creme de la creme of, of local society there. We have politicians. We have Miss World, Miss South Africa's rugby players, soccer players, your local fan, um, names that you see on TV every day. Um, and it's just loads of celebrities and as well as loads of just normal people wanting to have a really good day out. In terms of numbers, Renika, how many people are you guys taking care of on the day and sort of entertaining and feeding and just, you know, like getting drunk <laughs> and that kind of thing, making sure that they have a good time? Um, we, sure, anywhere between 30,000 to 50,000 people. The day fluctuates as people come and go, but it is, we have a capacity of 50,000 people and most of the time we are 100% sold out. It's a lot of people on the day, mm-hmm. uh, which makes it, you can just feel the excitement of so many people in this big um, Kenilworth race course. It's, it's amazing. And now I see that your judges this year um, is quite an eclectic mix who actually dress particularly well themselves. Um, Sandiso Ngubani, who is a culture columnist, He's moved to Cape Town, I think, from Joburg. Or has he moved back? I'm not even sure. What is lifestyle? Where his lifestyle takes him this year? B. Diamond Head, who used to be a fashion editor on Marie Claire. Um, and and the lovely Lindiwe Sattel. How did you come to this choice? Well, that's for each show. We approach people that, one, have impeccable style. Um, is known for their good style and their good taste in fashion. And everyone is always keen to take part. So we really look at, say, who's, who's trending right now? Um, who do consumers want to see? And who would be the best judge of the theme? And who we think lives up to the theme? And that's kind of how we get to it in the day. I will be very excited to see um, how it unfolds. Um, <laughs> Renika, just as a sort of a way to, to, um, to, to, to wrap it up, um, you know, in terms of the history of the JNB Met and when it started and how it came about, um, can you share some of that information with us, how long it's been running now? I mean, it's, it's such a part of, you know, what, what makes us South African at this point. You know that every year it's coming. Um, yes, I mean, it's, it's Cape Town's largest outdoor event that happens every year. And it's been running for 38 years. Um, well, JMB has been sponsoring it for 38 years. So beyond that... Um, you can't <laughs> account for it. <laughs> I can't account for it. You don't know what was going but on was, before there, but it was definitely not very exciting. Um, Prehistory. Definitely not. <laughs> JMB uh, all the way. So we started off in 1977. Um, so way back before most of us were born. Um it was kind of started by all the fancy people that lived in Cape Town. So Lord Charles of Somerset, some governor of Cape Town during the early 1800s, kind of would have people go out to Greenpoint Common, and the English soldiers would race their horses, and the women would come out in their finery um, and watch their men kind of in this game. Um, and this is kind of what we what we saw as an opportunity to be part of and really bring the fashion as well as the sport together and create a really great event. And so it started all the way out 
all the way back with the governor and English soldiers and turned into probably one of the most multicultural events that happened in the year with 30,000 people packing into Colonel Ward's race course and enjoying the races, the fashion, the music, as well as the food that we have on offer. Mm. It must have been quite an interesting process watching it grow. I mean, 30 plus odd years that it's been running now. And, you know, it must have been interesting just to see it grow and just to see um, how diverse it's become in terms of the people that it's that it attracts every year. Definitely. It's, I think for me, it's going from strength to strength. Each year we do something different. We have more people coming on board. Um People are coming back for more than just one event. There's these people that have attended the event eight years running. Um, and it really is. Each year, it's a challenge to work in because you try your game. And it's how do I do things better? What's the new thing that we bring in? Um, so what so is the new thing you're bringing in this year? Well, we have amazing prizes up for grabs if you, if you, take, if you come to the net this year. We mm-hmm. have a 500,000 rand diamond to be won on the day. There's oh. a huge game, the Urban Honey activation happening where everyone can sample our liquid and play a little game with us. Um, there's Head Candy, who's going to be in the Lifestyle Village, kind of being, being where the party is at. We have DJs, local artists, performers on the day, most elegant couples, um, and a couple more things that will keep us a surprise when people come to the well, Renika, um, it usually... Now I'm really feeling very bitter. <laughs> a little bit I mean... left out. <laughs> but, um, but we hope, I mean, it usually goes off with, uh, without any, any problems. So, um, you know, we wish you success and well for this coming weekend. Um, you know, I hope you don't find yourself pulling your hair out out of frustration and that, you know, you also get to just kick back a little bit and enjoy yourself this weekend. And I especially hope that Denzel Washington comes through because that would be amazing. Edward, thank you very much. You're I'm so looking forward to it. Renika Papa, the brand manager for JNB, talking to us there, um, just giving us some insights into, you know, the, the, the behind the scenes stuff that we don't get to see and you don't get to enjoy um, attending the JNB Met. But uh, coming up next in a short while, we're going to move to the uh, fashion side of things. As yeah, we I think we, we are already trying to gently we... move there. We're interviewing <laughs> Mali Bongwe Tilo, who is the sort of brains behind the blog called Scutty, what are you wearing? <laughs> Is this the kind of blog where you are <laughs> reprimanded for, you know, no, mostly he puts, for committing fashion crimes? Here's the thing, that on the whole, Scutty engages with the like sort of virtuous cycle. So, or Mali rather, likes to sort of put things out there that are essentially positive. Okay. And lovely. All right. Well, we're going to talk to Mali next, uh, right after this. It's Sia on cliffcentral.com with you're never fully dressed without a smile. Um, which might be relevant. Which, well, you know because what? Because <laughs> it might be relevant, but I don't know if a smile will be enough uh, in terms of the fashion aspect of the JNB Met. Because let's face it, um, one of the things that makes the JNB Met what it is, is exactly that. The fashion and what people, you know, wear and how... 
the kind of effort that they put into that whole thing. So they certainly put in an effort, but the question is, was it worth it? And that is why I thought we'd bring on uh, the lovely uh, Mali. Malibongwe Tilo, who is uh, behind the blog. Scatty, what are you wearing? Malibongwe, good afternoon. Thank you for joining us today. Good afternoon, Asasia. Thank you. <laughs> Mali, I, I have never laughed so much. as, And when I read your, your blog last year, when you did the analysis of what people yes. were wearing. Uh, Scatty won the awards. <laughs> 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 and um, because I mean, let's face it. Here is my question: Is this fashion? But is this fashion? See, I mean, there's a balance that you've once got to strike between a look <laughs> and costume. So the people that we normally, well, the people that we normally award with that kind of award to say, you know what, you didn't do so well this year. Those are the people who go very costumey instead of managing to translate the theme into something that's more of a fashionable look. So tell us about the costume award winners from last year. I mean, basically, they thought this was an opportunity to go fancy dress. And who can fault them? Because really, there's something really fun to fancy dress. There's And, and Halloween is already like sort of several months past. And and yes. people need an opportunity. You know what I mean? But I mean, a fancy dress is a fancy dress is a fancy dress. I mean, I think when you go to a fancy dress party, yes, so go all the way. But for me, a day at the races isn't, isn't really about you dress fancy, but it's not a fancy dress day. It's a day at the races. There's a theme, so you've got to find a fashionable way to work with that theme. But not to go all the way crazy. I mean, it's probably too late to be telling them now because it's too late. No it's Some too late. Started, they that, started um, working on the most ridiculous costumes a month ago. <laughs> now tell us. You, I, I like to say it's, it's the people who take um, the wrong turn on the road to execution. <laughs> <laughs> that's um, yeah, that's but very that, funny. I also love the way you do the awards because who's the person who photobombs them? Sorry? Oh, yes, yes. Last year we did it with um, a friend of mine, Mavuso. Actually, it's sad because she was just, he was just taking pictures with Uyanda, Uyanda Mbuli, and she was wearing that amazing fascinator with like um, snakeskin, feathers, and all sorts of animals. It made you wonder how many animals died so she could wear that fascinator. <laughs> and he was taking pictures with her, and we thought it was so funny. And then we decided to start taking pictures with other people. And he would just stand there and just put on his, um, his facial expression. But of course, what's important is we're never attacking anyone. We're, we're talking about the dress and we're questioning the dresses, never the actual person. Okay, give us some of the, the highlights from last year so that we know what to expect. I mean, I remember the grass. There was somebody wearing grass. <laughs> A couple. A couple. It looked as though... I mean, they were just covered in grass. It looked as though they'd grown their outfits, like, on a lawn, flat, and they'd taken, like, a fabric and grown a bit of grass on it, and then they cut it out in pattern shapes to make the suits. And the thing is, it was the most beautiful couple, and it was, it was beautiful, and then they were dressed in this thing. In grass. They were covered in grass, and it just, or it just, it was, it was amazing. It wasn't we even the kind you could smoke. No. I think they smoked some when <laughs> thinking about that outfit. But Malibongwe, if you are if you are a judge now and you're looking at this this couple wearing grass, 
Do you um, award the fact that they thought outside of the box and went that route? Or, I mean, at the end of the day, does it still have to look tasteful and classy and it all just has to come together? How much does innovation play a role in what makes these outfits stand out? I think there's a bit of a misinterpretation of the idea. People sometimes misinterpret the idea of thinking out of the, of the box and innovation. You can think out the box all you want. The, the result at the end of the day has got to be tasteful, and that's where thinking out of the box wins. When you know you thought out of the box, you can see it, but the result is beautiful and tasteful. Sometimes, if you just like think out of the box and then you just leave it there, some people should just stay in the box. To be quite they, they should stay in the box. There were some. I also remember. I think stay in the box. Some people who were dressed as Jan van Riebeck. That was a box that like has caused some trouble in the yeah, recent. Issues? Which one? The Jan van Riebeck people? Oh, from last year? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, there was a couple. They were dressed, um, I think they'd, they'd taken a whole lot of size and they created those outfits that kind of looked like they were like a Huguenot couple that just reached South Africa, ready <laughs> to colonize it. But it probably wasn't the most well thought out. No, no, they well need to outfit. meet uh, Zelda. <laughs> I mean, it's going to sound mean to say it, but like, sometimes and people, the majority of people are not stylists. I'm sorry to say. <laughs> majority of people in general are not stylists. There's a few people that are incredibly stylish and a whole lot of people that are not stylists. And then when those people are not stylists and you throw in a team and then they go crazy and you can, and it just, it exposes people who are just incredibly unstylish. But so here... Sometimes you've just got to like, know your style, work with your style, Keep it in the box. Because somebody like you is out there judging them. You're judging them, Mali. I'm not judging them. I'm (laughs) judging the outfit. (laughs) I'm not judging the person. I'm never judging the person. It's always the outfit. Now, here's here's my question to you. Take the... I see that uh, our friends um, uh, Sandiso and B are judging, are, are in point of fact judging the outfits this year. As is um, the lovely songbird. Um, yeah, well, actually, Sandy's is sitting right here next to me. <laughs> oh, are we they? A, um, yeah. So what we, we, we did? We did it. Hmm? Yes. So, oh, we must get them online so that they can, like, you know, they must pipe in here. What are they going to be looking for when they judge <laughs> these people? <laughs> well, we've done our judging already. Our first initial judging we're judging people for a ticket giveaway. Already for the Met. So, so we had a judging session um, yesterday, so we could give away those tickets, which we have, and um, we taped it on video. It is hilarious. I am, I'm going to, um, I'm editing it later today. I'm going to try and get it online today or the latest tomorrow morning. You must, um, okay. So I thought, I thought uh, you three were the three of them were judging the actual best dressed people on the day. Oh, no, no. Currently, they, they were just judging for the tickets. However, Sandy so for the last two years, um, has, has helped me judge the actual people. So that's good, little, that's good. So this is actually, you, because yeah, I was worried that they'd Sandy been co-opted into the big J&B machine. <laughs> no, no, no. Sandy so and I are going on Saturday. And, um, well... We kind of like going with the J&B machine, but they they know that we'll also have um, a West West section. That we're gonna uh, okay, do. I'm we very excited. We are going on Saturday. When we come back, we'll have it all ready for you. Who looked amazing? 
who didn't look so amazing and who looked dreadful. Mali, overall, in terms of people kind of, you know, playing along with the theme and being part of the fun, because, you know, you do also get those people, and I know that they're sometimes called party poopers, but they're like, oh, please, this dressing up thing is so not my thing. And they kind of just show up there with their shorts and their slops. I mean, these people should just play along, right? It's a fun day. Sorry, I can't hear you clearly. Mabali, Mabali is saying that it's a fun day, and so she's worried about the party poopers. The people who are going to come in there like sort of yield chino <laughs> and uh, button up shirt and take to the, take to the show. Oh, I think we're losing, we're losing Mali. We're losing Mali. What we can say is go and be judged, but go, um, prepared. I just recommend one thing. I'm going to make one recommendation. Because the theme this year is made for the mix, and people can think of all sorts of things when you say made for the mix, but I think the main thing to focus on is about combining two different kinds of styles. It's not as simple as just mixing two different colors, but you've got to try and combine two different types of styles, like thematically, that sort of thing. If people can think that way, I think then they'll come up with the, with the right kinds of outfits. What are you wearing? What are you guys wearing? I actually have no idea. Samson and I were talking about it just now, and we're both like, what are we wearing, Scotty? <laughs> <laughs> what <laughs> are you wearing, indeed? <laughs> like, Scotty, what are we wearing? <laughs> we actually have no idea. We're going to have to figure it out real soon, though. Okay, well, we're going to load that video onto our Facebook page, um, which is Between Two Femmes. So post it quickly so that people can see it. And then we'll also post a link on um, after Saturday so that people can see the judging. After judging you. All right. Malibongo Dilo, thank you so much for joining us this afternoon. We hope that you have a great time at the JNB Met. Uh, we, I will especially be looking out for what... Uh, Mali war. I can't believe he still hasn't decided. decided. It's a it's bit a, late. You're leaving it, is, it a bit late. You know, it is a bit late. And if Just you, saying. And if you are going to go around, you know, pointing <laughs> out the people who got it wrong, then you better have your A-game Pointing on. the finger. But uh, we're going to talk to one of the, arguably, one of the best known and biggest fashion designers in the country, Gert um, Johan Kutzia. Yes, indeed. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna ch- chat to him next because, you know, I imagine that there are a lot of the the celebrities who have already <laughs> sought his advice. Yes, they seek his help, particularly when it comes to events of this nature. So that will be coming up next, right here on Cliff Central. Pussycat Dolls on CliffCentral.com. Yes, we are talking J&B, which, you know, is happening this weekend in Cape Town. (laughs) We've had, um, I I think people should be careful because it truly is incredibly funny what um, Scotty does when he analyzes the particular fashion flair of um, 
individual. Yes, absolutely. And you know, as I said, if you'd like to check out ch- check out his blog, it's called Scotty. What are you wearing? Indeed. Yeah. So it, it's um, what are you wearing? <laughs> it's pretty funny stuff there. But um, from Mali of Scotty, what are you wearing? To um, one of the best known and one of you know the most revered fashion designers in the country. The lovely. Here's a fellow with a flair for the dramatic, aren't you? Gert. Are you? Hello, are we live? Fantastic. We're so live, we're live. <laughs> um, yes, definitely. I have such a flair for anything strange and, and dramatic and glamorous. I was very worried that um, you've left some bride half naked. Half naked. <laughs> so that you could speak to us. <laughs> no, it's such a pleasure to speak to you guys. Um, I can't wait. Now, Gert, when an event like the JNB Met comes along, I mean, you are a very busy person to begin with, but I'm sure your workload just kind of doubles, triples, quadruples um, at around the time because I can imagine there are a lot of people, you know, who would like to enlist your help to help them, you know. Get look, into the mix yeah. or whatever the – what is the theme this year? Into the mix. It's made for the mix. Made it's for the, the mix. This year. Yes, and, and how the theme should be interpreted is, and, and how, how I interpret it is, it's about collaboration for me and, and, uh, and bringing talent together. So I did gowns where I, where I, for myself, I collaborated with a street artist, oh, yeah. um, which is just amazing. So he did a beautiful, beautiful graffiti piece for me. So that is exciting. And, and for, for um, dressing Boiti Tolo as well, as well as Cindy Now. And of course, the beautiful Jay Ansi. And for each of their dresses, I collaborated with a different element of, of talent and, and just came up with something completely strange and different. I think with all the years um, J&B met, uh, this one is definitely the most open and, and, and best theme yet. So are you very excited yes, for very people excited. to comment on these frocks? <laughs> <laughs> no, that is always the, the, the hardest part for me, to hear what people actually thought of it and, and when all the press and the media and the bloggers come out. But it's very exciting. We are, we are just about finished with everything because everybody's leaving tomorrow morning to Cape Town and um, just wrapping up the final stitches. Are you going? Definitely, I'll be there. I'll be there. What I'm are you wearing, this, I'm wearing this very, um, very graffiti jacket. With, oh. um, yeah, so it's lots of color, lots of brightness, just taking it up a notch. I, I for my outfit, I collaborated if, with the... With if the that is possible, to take it up a notch. <laughs> and what color is your hair at the moment? <laughs> my hair is, is navy blue at the moment that goes into a twirl, but I'm actually thinking of cutting Is that it. what you call it, a twirl? I call it a kefi. Like a sort of super-sized kefi. <laughs> the actual fashion term for it is apparently a quaff. A quaff. Um, but I, I feel it doesn't fall nicely on the tongue, so I just call it a curl, a Your, massive curl. It is a massive curl. You are the <laughs> little boy who had the little curl. And when he was nice, he was very, very nice. And when he was bad, he was awful. Now, tell me. <laughs> right. Um, okay, you're wearing the graffiti. Um what kind of shodding would you suggest people should wear? Because now they're walking around on on essentially grass. Okay. Well, Gert, why don't, why don't we begin by explaining to some of us what she means by shodding? I mean, what? what? I mean, look, I mean, we're talking about what kind of what kind of shoes should people yeah. be wearing? Okay, the shoes. Thank you very much. Okay. 
<laughs> so definitely, you know, it, it's very hard because I prefer, prefer a beautiful thin stiletto. Um, but with the brass, it's not always the best option. So I would go for a bit more of a, of a chunkier heel um, or just, just take a pair of butterfly flats in your foot. So take your high shoes. Um, I wouldn't go with my best Christian Louboutins. I would, I would find a slightly less expensive shoe to go with. And also it's made for the mix. So, so take, grab an old pair of shoes and, and dish them up with a bit of art and craft. I, I think that is great. And if they ruin, it's not the end of the world. Um, definitely I will not wear my, my best shoes, but, but I would suggest a, a sensible heel, a chunkier heel. Um, lots of time, if you're wearing a longer dress, you can maybe put off a wedge, but, but try not to. Um, Gert, we were talking to Malibongwetilo from Scotty, what are you wearing earlier? And he was just talking about um, how people need to be careful when, you know, thinking outside the box and thinking that they're trying to make a statement um, for, you know, their the outfits at the JNB Met. But as a creator, as a fashion designer, um, I'm, I'm, I'm sure that you don't really limit your creative process. I mean, when you're designing these, these outfits, y- y- what kind of thought process are you going through? Okay, so first off, I am a professional designer. Yeah. So it's, it's, I, I kind of know what works and what colors work and when it is too much. Um, the general public. Is it ever it, too much? <laughs> you know, it, it can very quickly be too much or not finished. Um, a lot of the times you go to the Jandy Maze or the July and you see these horribly, um, designed, horribly slapped together outfits, um, that look very DIY and very custom craft projects. And, and you don't really want that. You want, you want a very well put together outfit that um, th- that looks polished. If you're not sure what to wear, I would say rather dress it down a bit than to dress it up too fast. You know, and as the French said, just take one thing off for goodness' sake. <laughs> yes, Coco Chanel said that. Yes, definitely. Before just take you one leave, thing off. <laughs> tone it down ever so slightly. If you do not know what you're doing, I mean, some designers pull off amazing, crazy things, but I feel. Simpler, it's better, especially for some with a theme like this where it can go wrong so quickly. Gert, I'll tell you what I've liked seeing over the years because, you know, when it comes to girls, um, it's assumed that, you know, it's fun for girls to play dress up. But what I've liked seeing over the years is how it's not just the women who are upping their game at these events. You know, some of these couples that enter these competition, competitions or just the single guys themselves, they've also upped their game over the years, which has been very nice to see. I mean, some would, you know, would call some of these men brave with some of the outfits that they end up wearing. <laughs> Definitely. I think it's the whole movement in, in fashion in South Africa in general. If you look how many men's designers are emerging these days, guys are starting to have options. Where in the past, it was only the ladies that had options. If you wanted something special, you, you had to have it custom-made. And now we find such exciting things in the shop um, from all our amazing like, local designers like Paletti Scarpo and, and Naked Ape. I mean, they are so amazing. And I don't know if you guys are, uh, or your listeners will know who this is, but Chu from U Magazine. Yes. Um, the, he is also such a great um, fashion designer at heart. And well, the lovely Chu has his own style. Um, yes, definitely. He's definitely. like a sort I'm of a budget so print on print situation. You should, we yes. should uh, Instagram him. We should take his Instagrams, put them on our Facebook page. Um, that's because yes. For me, Chu is one of the best Instagrams to follow in this country. He is, because incredible. he takes lovely pictures of himself. Yes, yes. And it's all, all his style and how he puts it together, and it's the oddest thing, but it works. Well, he's into the mix, uh, too, because he loves a print on a print. 
on a print, mm. <laughs> <laughs> which is uh, you know, which can be tricky to pull off if you um, if you if you're not sure what you're doing or if you don't know the rules to follow. I mean, Khat yeah. and I were at the Style Awards, and I have to say, just apropos of what you were saying with mm. the boys, mm. that I thought the men were the best dressed at those Style Awards. <laughs> yeah, definitely, guys have stepped it up a notch completely over the past two years. I was I've really been impressed to to how they put it together and and how they kind of. They never, guys. It's, I must also give the credit to the guys because it's, it's easier to to dress a man than it is to dress a woman because because there's less things that can go wrong, less color <laughs> combinations that a guy would wear that that could just not work. Um, okay, we want you to give us five rules for the J and B met. Cool, 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 exciting. Okay, first rule. Do not drink too much. <laughs> Nobody likes a drunk girl on heels. Oh, Second, this is so true. And you could also break something like this, your ankle. This is very good advice. Or your reputation. <laughs> or just in general look trashy. Yeah. Second rule, do not take off your high heels. Do not. It's so in such bad taste to, to leave an event with your high heels in your hand. Rather put a pair of um, butterfly heels in your bag if you cannot anymore. Just put on some flats and, and keep carry your shoes in your hands. It's very unflattering for a girl to be wearing no shoes, running on a race course. I, I just don't approve of that. <laughs> Third rule is the shooting again. I cannot this enough. Do not take off your shoes. <laughs> um, another hint and tip could be to find a comfortable seat just when you get there and kind of claim it for yourself for the day because it's a lot of standing around and you don't want to be, be, be walking with sore feet. And um, it's not a red carpet event. Because then you may want to take your shoes and then Khat will be judging you. Yes, I'll be taking pictures of you and I'll be sharing it on Twitter, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> um, then also um, try try not to, um, what did I want to say? I had such a good one now, damn it, I forgot. Sorry, sorry. Well, you started with that it's not a red carpet event and then. Yes, it's not a red, that's what I was saying. It's yeah. not a red carpet event or a matric dance. Um, I get so frustrated when I get there and, and girls are wearing their matric dance dresses. And that's <laughs> not what it's about. It's not about going to a parliament opening. It's about a fun... Oh, um, well, we'll get on to that. I mean, that's coming shortly, parliamentary openings. Don't wear a yeah. yellow, I don't know, banana yeah. and, or something to the, the And I must say, I'm actually busier with parliament opening this year than I am with, with Jane Dinesh. I think uh, oh. this is parliament opening after what happened to that cool woman last year. Apparently, um, she fainted at the airport. It was like so yes. hardcore. Yes, I heard from being so upset. So it's definitely a thing where, where the, the government officials are seeing how, how focused the public are on what they wear and they're setting it up and up. So I can definitely see that. So what, what are you, are they not going to, are they going out in ball gowns to the red carpet at parliament? Here's my question to you. What are you putting them in? So the, the, the Parliament opening is definitely a, a red carpet event. Um, it starts slightly earlier. It starts around 5 o'clock-ish, and it goes too late into the night. And, of course, there's the formal dinner afterwards. So it is, for me, anything from 4 o'clock needs, uh, that goes into the evening needs a, a slightly more formal attire than, than a cocktail dress. Um, and I think especially because the, the country is so focused on what's happening in Parliament at the moment, that everybody will be watching it and, and judging it and getting inspiration for themselves from it. Now, are you charging them for these dresses, Khat? <laughs> I do not do anything for free. <laughs> so, what would an average parliamentary frock cost? 
Oh, I cannot tell you that, unfortunately. You're welcome to come for a consultation. I'm going to come for a consultation and then answer that question myself. But um, so these, and how are you going to like, are you doing them across party lines? Um, Yeah, I I really. Do you have some DA? Do you have some NC? Do you have some EFF? I keep the, the, the wearers of Khatra and Kutsia at, at for official events and uh, very private. So it's, it's a huh. class party. It's just for people that love fashion. It's like really just uh, people that want to step it up and not and take themselves seriously and want to be taken seriously by the world. Um, I think, well, it's a form of manner. Some, and, uh, and I agree with that. And, and, and that, that is definitely a lesson. We missed you. What did you agree with? Um, it says that... Um, Dressing well is a form of good manners. Tom Ford says that. Yes. Oh. And I completely agree with that. And it's so, so true. Yeah. And I think that is why the pressure is on. Well, Gert, it all sounds very exciting. Um, I don't know. Maybe we can try and get a hold of you after the opening of Parliament. And then you could reveal who you were responsible for uh, once we've seen them um, on that red carpet. But, um, you know, in terms of the JNB Met, of course, you go and have fun and uh, we'll be keeping an eye out for some of the ladies that you are responsible for glamming up, Boiti, uh, Cindy Nell and Jay Anstey, you mentioned. And we're looking yes. forward to uh, your haircut, which will be a very dramatic um, <laughs> sort of fashion moment. So do let us know. Ahead of I'm, the curve, I'm, contempt- I'm <laughs> contemplating it. I am not sure yet. I'm playing around with the idea of a shorter hairstyle. But uh, I promise I'll let you know when. when let the us know when you lose the cafe. <laughs> Thank you. Fantastic. Gert, thank Thanks, you so guys. much. And enjoy the you weekend. Too. You too. Cheerio. Bye. bye. Wow. Hey, Parliament. That's a, that's another. That's another. I, one, I, hey. I, last year, I took over the sort of um, 702 um, Twitter feed. Yeah. I was one of the people who took over that Twitter feed. So people thought that somebody had hacked the Twitter feed. <laughs> Meanwhile, it was just you. <laughs> Meanwhile, it was just me talking about the dreaded, um, oh, shame, the yellow dress. Fashions oh, that were gosh, unfolding. Yeah. Oh, it was dramatic and the wind was blowing. And you see, I'm not sure that I agree with Hart on the subject that, like, this is a opportunity to, I mean, they're politicians for goodness sakes. Yeah. They but are not celebrities. I know, but I mean, you know. Do it, they it, need to bust out a bull gown? It I doesn't, think not. It doesn't hurt to, look, they, they get us talking, which, which I like, you know. I mean, <laughs> I, I always think that if a politician can entertain you in some way, that's always great because, you know, usually they're just so uptight and so stiff and boring. Mm. So and look, I'm the uptight one going, <laughs> I don't understand what you are wearing. But we have come to the end of the show, so uh, thank you for joining us once again this afternoon. And yes, Aspasia and I are not going to the JNB Made because, well, we weren't invited. You know, we're not quite that important. <sighs> That's okay. It's fine. We don't, you know, I'm not... Um, but we'll be judging them vicariously. <laughs> I'm not holding any grudges <laughs> against anyone for that. Um, cliffcentral.com.